You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 171st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in beautiful, sunny Minneapolis. And this is Spencer. Welcome back to the show. You guys, we missed a week. Tim, you had some cyclocross weather. Uh, amazing cyclocross weather. And I want to say that we, we did a good job of letting the Twitter sphere and the Instagram sphere know that we weren't going to be recording last week. Quite arguably, one of the busiest cycling weekends of the year. And we decided to take the week nah. off. And I know we had some excuses. You guys were talking about hurricanes. We were talking about you know various babies and all other types of um, things that have happened. But uh, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, um, I just want to tell everybody that's all total lie. These guys just couldn't record a podcast without me because they weren't organized enough to actually get the time right. And this is where Coach Tim comes in and actually works. Dad Tim, everything right here. Mr. Organizer, without me, gentlemen, you guys are non-existent. You know what's great about that, though? I mean, it's true, but like (laughs) nobody, nobody will believe it. Nobody who listens to this show will actually believe that that is the case. So I can sit here and say that's absolutely the case, but nobody's going to believe it. So... It's fine. Hey, I've been ready since last week. I've been on Skype with my yeah, recorder <laughs> ready since since Spencer uh, told me he I mean, couldn't record last Sunday. I've been just sitting yeah. here going, uh, guys. Now, now I know a lot of people wonder about the the high tech organization that this that this that our company has here, <laughs> the, the, mm-hmm. this multi million dollar media empire of the Slow Ride Podcast. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the sporadic emails between you guys were like tim are you gonna be around i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna have power then you're like oh well we're gonna record anyway and the whole time i'm like they're not recording (laughs) something is gonna happen and they're not recording we had the best of intentions yeah man i wrote up a whole page of notes so we had we had a little uh, (laughs) as you guys uh, said i'm not gonna uh, uh, bog you all down on the uh, hurricane weather but i will say in classic tim fashion um, we decided to leave Orlando to go to uh, my father's house just north of Tampa by about 45 minutes. And the day before the storm was coming up Fort Myers, we then realized that we that we actually literally moved from the safer part of Orlando to right into the eye of the storm. Classic. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Hunt for Red October. But there's a scene yeah, in Hunt for Red October when the, the torpedo goes into the water and the guy takes Wait. the safety measures off the, the torpedo and um, good old Sean Connery leading the Red October does an old like crazy Ivan and the torpedo actually does a big 360 and comes back at the, the guy who shoots the torpedo at him and, the, and his first mate looks at him and says, you killed us, you son of a bitch. That's kind of what I was feeling when all of a sudden I looked at the – I was like, oh, I'm going to move out of the eye of the storm. And then the eye of the storm came right at us. But we survived. Well – for for the sake of the show, uh, I think our audience uh, would all agree. Uh, uh, that's good. That's good news. Good job with that. We yeah. did have a, a lime tree fall over in the backyard. You guys would be happy that um, 
I found other people to help me do the work on that because I did not know how to strap down the citrus tree. Little guy even called you because you're the resident apple um, expert. Uh, a lime yeah, tree looks like an apple it tree. Carries over, yeah. Um, I'm hoping that it survives tomorrow. I'm gonna go get some Miracle Grow and just like steroid the crap out of that soil, um, just so it mm. takes. And uh, you know, good stuff here in uh, Orlando. So we're here. Thanks for uh, waiting for me, guys, and uh, we're ready to go. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like a grand tour. It's like you got a flat tire. We couldn't just leave without you. Like, we had to. Uh, we had to respect the unwritten rule of podcasting, which is don't go on without all three hosts. You know. <laughs> yeah. Much to the dismay of like Courier Dave in uh, in Cleveland, who would have oh. really loved to have an episode without me. Yeah, him, him, and uh, Johnny Sunt down in Texas are particularly big fans of the Super Rookie, so we didn't want to let them down. And Chavinoff in uh, New York, I'm sure as well. <laughs> well he's in philly that was a quality troll though oh, okay well guys um we do have a lot to discuss is there anything on off top of your head that you want to get to um little guy are you still riding bikes or have you moved over to segways i mean i feel i haven't talked to you guys in a while i'm still riding bikes um i'm gonna get this right off my chest top of the show i think because i rode bike today on the greenway and i had an encounter with a close draft greenway sighting a greenway sighting greenway story i had a close drafter mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before, and I never say anything because I'm mm-hmm. too passive-aggressive in Minnesotan to deal with it. But today, mm-hmm. I, I had headphones in, so it, I thought I heard someone. I, lo- I didn't see him, kind of glanced over the shoulder. I looked back again after a little bit, and someone was right on my wheel. Like like they were going to pit me for the sprint. Like they were, they were an inch from my back wheel. So I swung over, and I said, hey, it's really annoying. Don't draft me which is the most aggressive I've ever been in telling somebody <laughs> off on the greenway. And the yeah. guy just said, Oh yeah, man, I was just, I was just, I was just drafting you a little bit. And I was like, yeah, I know. And then he's like, I was just resting. And, and I just kind of, <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I, I was really confused. Like I felt, that's, I can tell you what you should have said. <laughs> like you should have said, Oh, tell me more about drafting. And he's like, well, actually I'm saving 30% energy by not riding. In the front. Yeah. He, he seemed like he was, he was trying to justify it to me. And I was like, I know what you were doing. And I just told you it was annoying. And I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't like it. And then he kind of rode, he rode ahead of me cause I had swung off and he kind of looked like he was waiting for me. Like he thought we were going to, we were going to do this together. We were going to time trial in, into the future or something. Yeah. Um, maybe he heard about the world TTs that were today, team time trials that were today, and he thought, oh, man, I wish I could do that for some reason. You mean the... But then he just rode away, and I and I just... I felt really weird for the rest of the ride. What? Like, should I have been <laughs> wow. neater, or should I have been nicer? Or well, I, I had see, never told anyone off before. Well, okay, I'll, t- I'll tell you how Spencer's going to answer, and Spencer can say how I'm going to answer. How about that? Spencer's going to say, well, I'm from Boston now, so you should just yell at everybody and become a mass hole and just be like, hey, what the hell are you doing? Like, oh, Did man, you say a mass hole? Yeah. It sounds isn't like it, you said a mass hole. That's that what I said. Thing? Yeah, okay, it's, what, it's okay. people from Boston are called mass holes. And oh, you just go like, hey, great. get out of my way. I'm from Boston. Bah, 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 bah. Patriots rule. And then, um, you well, know. You honk the horn at him. Yeah. That, that that's what I that's what Spencer is going to say. He's going to say you need to be meaner, mm-hmm. and you need to embrace and, it. And Tim Tim would say you also need to be meaner, but you can't act like you're trying to be mean. You need to be uh, subliminally mean. You need to be you need to sabotage them <laughs> by blowing snot rockets under your arm, like you know behind you, and just hitting them with all kinds of nasty spray that they don't want. 
Yeah. Or maybe I, even a nature break. <laughs> Could you try a nature break? <laughs> that would have been good. That would have been a little awkward. Like, right Did at, you ask right him, like, hey, I know the Bergen World Championships are right now, no. and it's the t- trade team time trial championships, and Quick Step is looking really strong, but you, sir, are not Tom Boonin. You, sir, are not. No, I think he had a now jersey on. So, uh, eh, okay. Well, I, Ooh. you know, it was little weird. guy. This but could I did have been it. an I opportunity for you to, to recruit new team members. But it's nice that you did talk to someone. Um, you know, it's okay to be mean, little guy. Like, yeah. I, I would have, I would have trolled them a little bit more. Been like, I, oh uh, no, what's drafting? <laughs> I was, like, was hey, so t- shocked yeah. that he told me that. I was like, yeah, I, I know. I mean, I just told you not well, to do that. What kind of bike did he have? Mountain I bike? don't know. An arrow, arrow road bike. He had an arrow helmet on. And, did he have and, Shimano? Of course. Oh, yeah. Okay, then yeah, why didn't you say something like, oh, what kind of uh, components are that? And he's like, oh, Shimano. You'd be like, oh, I've never heard of that brand. Tell me more. <laughs> like, just, I was just, just go too deep. shocked. Obviously, no no self-respecting oh, campy no, no, man no, no, would no, no. sneak up on somebody else. I think what, what got me today was that I had headphones in and it was obvious because they were like, they had a red cord. <laughs> and that that yeah. to me felt like he could tell like I couldn't hear him. So it was even creepier. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Tim, hey. Tim, I hear I hear your excitement there. I was gonna loop around back to that because that is also surprising to me. But um, I feel like you could have pulled off to the side, and when he said, "Oh, I'm just resting," you could have said, "Oh, is this a race?" And when he just drew in a breath to respond, attack! You should have attacked, attacked right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably would have caught me and dropped me or something. Or, though, is this a race? <laughs> Is this a Either race way, and then squeeze your solved. brakes really like fast, right? Like, oh, is this a race? And then just stop. Come to a complete <laughs> stop. stop. <laughs> you won. I All right. under no circumstance want to be guy, a race. That was one hell of a segue you did that you didn't even know. But Joseph uh, Crompton hit us up with an email and he says, hey, guys, normally I don't condone riding a bike and listening to music with headphones. However, I decided against my better judgment to try to listen to the show while, ride, while riding uh, during his training ride the other day. And then he's uh, he's like, oh, by the way, if you guys could get an interview with Michael Woods, that would be fantastic, especially if he can reveal his uh, secrets to his VO2 max. But anyways, mm. he says, is wearing headphones while riding ever acceptable? And can an exception be made if you're listening in one ear or if you're listening to the Slow Ride Pod? And this is a question that's come up several times, and I'm very, yeah. uh, I'm very into this. So, little guy, what says you about listening to headphones? All right. Uh... I understand people's uh, thing if they're saying it's, you know, it's obviously if you're out in traffic. I guess when I'm on the greenway or I'm on a pretty quiet road, I think it's it's cool. Especially I got a, I got a good podcast to listen to and you really want to get it. Like you, you can't wait, you know. Yeah. Both headphones? Yeah. Are you wearing little guy when you're on the I trail? I do both because um one drives me nuts. It I hate okay. it. It makes me I'm feel I'm the same terrible. way. Yeah. So I can't, I can't do the one. Now, Spencer, when was the last time you listened to headphones while riding? Like while on Zwift or like what were you doing? No, um, yeah, I usually I usually have the headphones in riding to commute into work when I was still uh, within biking distance so through downtown. I was like a yeah, that was a daily daily occurrence. Wow. Um, so that kind of freaks me out through that, the city. Wow, I, through I, like the country no, see, roads sort of deal no. or like on summit like in the bike lane like it feels just kind of like there's well i have danger. I have my personal you know uh, you know rules about it or whatever. I don't. I use only earbuds. I don't use things that are like noise canceling or whatever. Just kind of the crappy earbuds that come with your phone. <laughs> Giant um, Beats. Well, well just right. You get those ones that like Leia suction Musk. plug yeah. in, uh, like okay. for joggers and okay. stuff. Like you can't hear anything. I just use regular ones because it's it's fine. And also, I don't listen to music. Like I only listen to podcasts. So 
it's more like uh, you're listening to a conversation. It's like you could be riding with a buddy and having a conversation. You know, it's it's. So, I don't see it being that different. Um, but again, most of my commute to work was on paths as well. Um, okay. There's only like five minutes on the road, so it wasn't too bad. Now I only listen to one headphone when I'm out and only on solo rides. And I, and this is something else that is important because it looks like we disagree. Like we, we kind of agree wearing headphones every now and then is all right. You guys wear them with two, if it's safe, I, I, I will only wear it with one headphone. I don't have the trail network that you guys do. I don't know if you know about, uh, Florida, not exactly the infrastructure, Florida. uh, Shangri-La <laughs> that, uh, that you guys are both living in. Do you guys but still I have infrastructure after this? Um, <laughs> well, the power grid's being rebuilt in Southern Florida, actually a pretty amazing feat of engineering, but yeah. let's get back to the topic here. Here's something that drives me absolutely nuts. Um, and I, I disagree guys. If you're out, you, you can't wear both headphones, but that's just me. Do you guys do what you want? All right. Uh, there are an insane amount of people here in Florida that go on group rides with their headphones yeah. in, and they wear no, that's a no-no. and they wear both their headphones in. I don't under like why, a why are you on a group ride and you're going to wear headphones because yeah. that's the most antisocial thing ever. If you want to ride by yourself and wear headphones, then go do it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but to show up on a group ride with headphones, and most of them tend to be a little bit younger um, kids. And it's like they haven't had some – the millennials, you know? First, they're putting Buffalo Wild Wings out of business and now they're wearing headphones out there on the ride. But here's the thing. Where is the support? Where is that older rider that says, no, you do not do that, especially if you're wearing my shop's jersey? It's embarrassing. Like that is Uh, faux pas number one. Tim, it's it's, it's you. Guys, yeah, I'll start the, doing the, it. But be I don't, the change the, you want to be. You want to. No one knows me here. The, the, like they're just like they're like, okay. who's that guy? That's, and like I'm, I kind of like it. I'm no, the no, anonymous guy the, that has the podcast, and then every now and then the someone torch, stumbles on it, and they're like, oh, that's you. <laughs> yeah, that's the torch has time. been passed, Tim. Like from, and this came up actually uh, in my feed this week. I got, uh, I got going about the uh, somebody asked about double pace lines and where that went, and bring back, you know, the the old school of cycling and how group rides are all kind of a shit show these days um and it's it goes hand in hand with something like that like when i started riding like i was on birchwood in minnesota and they had like these 20 to 30 person rides and they left the coffee shop and they went two by two and you were just like oh okay this is how we do it and then they rotated through and you're like oh okay this is how you do it and you just learned real quick or you sat at the back forever and you watched what was happening you figured it out, yeah, and, like, if you messed up, they told you. And I know you had a, a big team in Chicago there on X that I'm sure had similar uh, large rides that oh, yeah. were big enough that you could easily do that. It wasn't these four- and five-person rides that, like, you can kind of wander all over the road and, like, your friends aren't going to yell at you kind of thing. Anyway. Well, I appreciate this yeah. question. Little guy, I have to admit I'm completely shocked that you wore headphones, but now that I'm thinking about it, um, it, what you weren't listening to a podcast, were you? You were listening to a cassette no. tape in your Walkman. <laughs> no, I wish I was listening to a podcast. You know, I was going <laughs> to tell you guys, we talked about finding the cassette tapes all over the road. And recently I've seen like up ahead, like cassettes, like on the ground. And I get super excited because I'm like, oh, it's either going to be billowing out tape like I want to see for whatever reason. I just miss that. Or I'll find a cassette like when I found those sweet cassettes like a year ago that said dad mix. Yeah. Um, that shit was great. But I got up to them recently, and both of them have been... Remember the cassette adapter for when you had a cassette deck and you wanted to uh, use your yes. CD player? 
in the car back in the day, and it would go in and it would have the cord plug into your CD player. They've been those. So those that's what people's throwing out now. They're like, I don't. Why is this still in my car? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't had a cassette deck in a car for twenty years. So well, that was a that was a great question, and it, I th- I think we just need to get um, this off our chest. Is that Chris Froome is apparently the greatest cyclist of all time because he gets a double little guy continue yeah i mean you guys want to like, kind of poo-pooing it man i think that's awesome people it, it was a well, week ago people, you know some things happened a week ago it's a huge deal like think about how much crap early in the year was talked about well one about how Froome wasn't having a good year i think he's proven that wrong <laughs> that he actually just pushed it back and didn't win perry nice and other shit so he could win this but Two, like all this talk about, oh, the double's impossible. Well, maybe the Giro, the Giro Tour doubles for some reason is harder. But, man, the double's not impossible, you know? And The, Gi- yeah, the no, Giro Tour not... double is probably impossible. I See, I just don't see why. I was reading some, like, theories. I don't remember where this week. People were saying, like, oh, maybe the, the Giro's harder because it's harder to control. And because the Tour is kind of easier to control... You can you can kind of like build base more <laughs> in a in a sense, sort of like get one one Grand Tour uh, under the maybe. belt, and then the Volta is so yeah. climbing heavy that that you need a strong team, but like so much of it comes down to having that like power to weight and basically being Chris Froome that he could yeah. win it. And whereas the Giro would offer a different sort of obstacle, just the way it's it, it's. Yeah. It's similar to uh, the Discovery era, the Postal era, with uh, Harras winning all the Vueltas because he would ride the Tour in support and get all that base and then go crush the Vuelta. Yeah, I just I just don't – like when people earlier in the year, and Tim, obviously I know this hits you hard when people were talking mad smack about Nairo, about not winning the Giro and then how he <laughs> fell apart at the Tour, and people were saying, oh, it's impossible, it's impossible, and then – a month and a half later, Froome's like, uh, check this out. Not impossible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, it was, it was cool to see. Um, I mean, I, I think it's great. I respect it. Like, uh, I think it's exciting. I, um, I, I think we appreciate as a, uh, between the three of us, we've talked about it, but I think we've always appreciated Contador in the moment. Really, like, right? We're always about Contador, his attacking style. It's always been exciting to watch Contador. There's the weird drama of steak and all that. I think years from now, we may sit back and go like, man, you know what? Froome was great during that time. But right now, we still don't have that. Like, we're not – like, we're just kind of like, ooh, Froome bot. Like, there's still that just – like, it's so just not saying, super exciting. Like, I think you, years you, from now, it's going to be like a fine wine. You, you, know. you think it's going to get worse and more boring so that we'll look back at this and be like, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I think despite the fact that Froome dominated – and didn't really only had like one or two kind of weak moments, and at that point he still had a he had a multi minute bumper, um, you know, like it was an exciting race, and and mm-hmm. and in a sense, like Contador was more exciting because he lost all that time on stage three, and he could go out on the so, attack every day in the yeah. mountains, and Froome could yeah. let him go and be like, yeah, do your thing, man, like now make we the s- Spanish fans go crazy. We did say in the podcast green room we weren't going to get into like stage by stage wins. But I do want to point out that both Spencer and I did say that Zacharin was going to get a third place at the uh, Vuelta, which was great to see the uh, 
The silent Katusha assassin. I think I was on the Zacharin boat too. He's on my Velo Games team. You guys acting like I'm not on the Zacharin train. And then, uh, Come on. Nabali with it was fun to see Nabali uh, Kelderman the surprise in fourth place I think we would all agree like more or less like a like well, I didn't expect him to be that high Contador in yeah. uh, fifth Michael Woods top place American in seventh place uh, for the resurgent <laughs> Cannondale Draypack team with a new sponsor which we didn't even get to Education First not as cool as Duncan not as cool as Marlboro or uh, um, new, balance. new Balance but you know what congratulations. Uh, education found first foundation are or we, whatever it is. Are we, so are we just taking Michael Woods? He's American until he has a bad race. He like lets us down and then he'll be Canadian again. Yes. And okay. I just hey, want to make sure I was pretty I, sure that's what we were doing in 10th place, 15 minutes and 50 seconds down a minute up on Johan Chavez. We have um little known American rider up and coming Maybe the future GC hope of the country. TJ Van Garderen of BMC huh. Racing. Uh, actually, okay. a pretty good race. Pretty strong. I like his future. I think that there's a lot yeah. going for uh, for this gentleman. So we got to uh, keep an eye. But congratulations, well, TJ. A, he's definitely the future down. because, uh, Tim, the man who you've always said is actually the future of American stage racing, Talansky, he retired. Yeah. What's up with that? Tell me about that. that you must be hard Florida boy. Oh man, I I was a little shocked, but you know what? He went out on his own uh, on his own sword. I guess is is that what we say? I I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't think that's exactly right, but it's I, you know I get I, the sentiment. I felt I good for him. I do like it when people leave when they know that time is up and not like kind of stick around for a year or two when it's bad. And it seems like he's in a good place to move on. Yeah. He didn't yeah. have the year that I think that he really wanted with Uran in the tour. Like, he could have been the yeah. super domestique, and he just wasn't there. Um, well, I think he thought he'd be the leader, too, and he wasn't there. So I, I'm but, sure uh, it was just a tough year, you know? I mean, do you think that Talansky leaving and that salary going off the books is what got uh, the new sponsor excited? They're like, oh, wow, that's $1 million less that we're going to have to I... do. Um, so. I find it hard to believe that an American sponsor, like an American-based sponsor, I'm pre- like pretty sure they're based in Boston, right? Um, like I'm pretty sure what? they would not. It seems hard to believe that they would be excited about the American GC Hope retiring right as they sponsor a team. <laughs> that seems like it would be the opposite of the no, thing no, they no, wanted. No, 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 little guy, they still got Michael Woods. Everything's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. I so, think he's American. I got it. You guys are gonna have to remind me a lot that he's American because I. Oh, we're just going to run this one into the ground, just like we have with Dan Martin. Uh, 16th place, Mikkel Neve of uh, Team Sky. Pretty good to see. So overall, it's good. Spencer, let's get this out of the way. Velo Games, uh, let's give a quick shout-out to Cy Birch, who, um, yeah. along with his better half, has always fared very well in these competitions. I'm going to start uh, following uh, Cy Birch's uh, style here. The Vicious Cycle, he did uh, quite well. Um, overall, taking the win in the Slow Ride Podcast, Chris Horner Memorial Volta Aspana Championship. You just run through the whole top ten there. Just give us the quick. Well, oh, I do want to even the top you, like, Let me just give a quick shout out to uh, Cy Birch. The reason why four hundred twenty eighth place out of the twenty five thousand entries. With uh, yeah. but he did have Chris Froome, which we, of course, the the founders of this mm. league, hold steady to the no Froome allowed rule. And your top ten, we have a vicious cycle from Cy Birch. Bars Biden Brewers, Smiley Pies, Hardy, Hardy's Nuts, Uno Momento, Spanish Rusks, 
Luscatel Morales, Shammy yeah. Butters, and We Do BB. Those are your top ten at the Velo Games Chris Horner yeah, Memorial just, just presented by math. Quiznos. And that was only nine, Tim. That's only nine. Okay. Spe- the Slow Ride Podcast from Spencer Howe comes in in three, four, five, six, carry the seven, eight, nine, uh, seventh place uh, for the yeah. Slow Ride Podcast. Um, I will just do you all a favor and just uh, F – Control F to see where Capital City meets are. All the way down at the bottom. Didn't get last place, though. Um, not looking so good. And then... Uh, where did I finish? I forget. Uh, in front of me. So you got Here's the thing is I can't... Spencer, good race. All, all credit to you. <laughs> Can we just give the I shout? <laughs> Sorry. don't know how you beat me when I actually... I picked a sprinter, man. I, he won four stages and I still lost. You, like You picked that, a really good one. That's wow, little guy, that's very insightful. I haven't heard you say that before. Man, you really carried that. <laughs> problem, little guy, with you is that you, you picked with your heart too much. You, you shouldn't what? have picked Dennis, and you shouldn't have picked Adapuma. No, Adapuma was my heart. Dennis was Little guy, that's a good heart. pick. Little guy, I like He got team. me the jersey the first day, and he, he, you know, I mean, he got me some points, and then he... I just crapped out. But. I'm just really happy, guys, that I did not lose to the last place team, the greatest 50 point team from Justin and Savannah, because mm-hmm. I was getting a little nervous there because he had me for a little while. My team oh. was a complete disaster. <laughs> they I proved that theory, huh? Uh, like, I might just God. quit quit this competition from every, now on. Every time I go through these these names, I find more great team names. So, uh, yeah, big shout out to everybody that joined the league. You guys make it super fun. And uh, I'm hitting send on some emails to you guys right now with a paragraph uh, to um, get you guys uh, squared up on our bet uh, from the beginning of this. You know, uh, wh- so there goes Tim. Why are you sending that? Uh, shout out to uh, buddy John Senum, Teamsters Union. Fugazi still $5. Did beat me. He was uh, trolling me like crazy on the Twitter. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. all right. Which you're highly, highly encouraged to do. Uh, Tim, why don't you uh, take the lead in this one? Well, thankfully, my internet is down, so I no longer oh. – I don't know how I'm talking to you guys. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a funny I guess that excuse uh, is not going to work. Um, <clears throat> still hasn't come in yet, so uh, we will uh, continue to um, wait for this. I mean I know this is everyone's uh, favorite part of the Spencer, podcast. you want me to read mine while – or do you need oh, there it is. it in order? All right. Okay. All right. Uh, this is my paragraph. Once again, it has happened – Things are right in the world, and Spencer has, again, absolutely destroyed me in Velo Games. And when I say destroyed, I mean embarrassingly destroyed. Bad. Crushed. I thought my team would be good, but Spencer has yet again showed me how little I know and how much more I still have to learn from him. I should thank him, really. Actually, I will. Thank you, Spencer, for crushing my team so badly that I have finally, after 12 years of friendship, learned something. Maybe someday I will be able to defeat him. But that is unlikely. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, that was beautiful. Well, you're you know you're welcome, Tim. That's a, that's big of you to say. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys are so great to me. I I, I really appreciate everything that you've done, and uh, for not rubbing <laughs> it uh, in my face too much, little guy. I am happy that you have finally learned how to pick a sprinter, and everyone should be nervous about that moving forward. Indeed, and uh, little guy, your your paragraph is actually pretty similar to Tim's. So I just I. I just wanted to hear him say it first because it would hold a little more weight. So <laughs> okay. you, can, you can go ahead and read yours now. All right. Uh, hello, my name is Matt Allen, and Spencer destroyed me in Velo Games yet again. We're no strangers to love. You know the rules, and so do I. A 
full commitment's what I'm thinking of. You wouldn't get this from any other guy. I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. Gotta make you understand. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and desert you. Never gonna make you cry. Never gonna say goodbye. Never gonna tell a lie and hurt you. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and desert you. Never gonna make you cry. Never gonna say goodbye. Never gonna tell a lie and hurt you. God, I love it. It's beautiful. That's so good. And um, it's just as good as the first time. (laughs) And the second. There's one other. Pro cycling piece that I want to get to before we get into our uh, prem lap. Um, okay. I just got to throw this one out there. The new Movistar jerseys and kits. Uh, mm. Have you guys uh, seen these uh, new kits that were dropped? The big news, of course, is that there is a women's team from Movistar going um, full uh, women's world tour next year, which is yeah. very exciting. Yeah. Um, so I saw that news. I saw the big news that Movistar was dropping a women's team into the mix. And that was like a full 10 woman squad. Like it was going to yeah. be a legit thing. And then a few days later, I saw a kit reveal for a new women's team, but I swear to God, it was the Astana team. Am I mistaken? <laughs> You're mistaken. Um, that is the new kit for Movistar. It is a powder blue fade, nice gradient fade into a dark Navy blue shorts. Little, they almost look black, but then they're Navy blue. The white, the M is no longer green. It is now white. Apparently, there are there's a new um, color combo at the Movistar World Quarters that are now that powder blue, and so this is the you know now it's corporate on brand. It's no longer the Ecto Cooler M. Basically, yeah. mm. um, personally, I like it. It's great, and uh, I you know I think it's a it's got some good pop. I just hope that I, don't know. I just hope Astana totally. Uh, Bows out because Astana does have that color. <laughs> Not gonna happen. It's true. It's kind of weird. So Tim, is that? Uh, I know you're tied in pretty closely with the movie star guys. You got them on speed dial. Is that changing like across their brand? Like, is uh, Valentino Rossi? Is he gonna be or whoever MotoGP guys they sponsor now? I don't even know if Rossi's still on that team. But are they all changing their color scheme to light blue as well? That's a very Good question, Spencer. I don't know. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to get on the horn with my uh, MotoGP guys to see. But I would expect that okay. they would be making that change. Um, Interesting. So again, Movistar uh, new new kits. Uh, overall, little guy, thumbs up, thumbs down on the new powder blue. Um, neutral thumbs. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not super. Uh, I'm. It's fine. Whatever. I don't know. It's not black. That's good. I know you're trying to be nice to Tim's feelings, but like I'm giving this kid a big thumbs down. I think it'll look fine in the peloton. It's, uh, uh, I mean, it will if you're on Astana. Yeah, Astana I mean, ruined their kit though when they put the big like uh, World's Fair or whatever the Expo 2017. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. an ugly so, logo. Well, that's maybe a, Astana next year that won't be there. I, yeah, maybe Astana can switch here, to the uh, the uh, Vino kit with the Vino's face on it. That would be good. That can could I, be. Let me end with this. The reason I've always liked the Movistar kit is that it is not a logo farm. It is very simple, almost to the level of like kind of like Sky, where it's just that's the sponsor. That's pretty much it. They've got a couple of little um, subsidiary sponsors. They move on. Little guy, I burned the lead here, and I know that you are going to take offense if we went to the Premlap without even talking about Mr. Manbun himself and the most tragic of all retirements. We'd spend time on Talansky. Talansky, who I like 
can't hold a candle <laughs> to the next guy. The, I mean, Tyler <laughs> Farrar. All right, cool. Leaving. Very yeah. sad. I I love Tyler Farrar. Oh, man. He still had I'm a couple sur- good years left in him. Yeah, he did. I don't know if that's true, but I think he knew that, too. <laughs> but um, I was sad to see him go. It's an end of an era. He was our classics hope for a while, at least our American classics hope for a while. And, you know. Well, yeah. After Hincap, he was gone. There was no other guy. Like, who else was so, it going to be, right? Yeah. Hey, did, have I mean, you guys he ever had good results privilege? in his career? So. Did you- uh, dude, I, like all these things came out about Ferrar, like because he announced he's retiring and you don't even really realize because he's, you know, he's not one of the big names, but he won a stage in all three Grand Tours. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Really like impressive. not a lot of people do that. I no. saw him win over Dave Cook at like the U.S. Crit National Championships in Downers Grove. And then they announced like there that was the year before he went to FDJ to France because FDJ had like mined him out of the you know, the U.S. scene to bring him over there. Wasn't it FDJ? Or Kofidis? Oh, Kofidis. Okay, Kofidis. sorry. Get him mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm always French dialing teams. their numbers, so I, you know, I got them on speed dial just so I can check right. the credit so, report, you know. Well, and uh, we were all there at uh, Richmond's Worlds in, oh. in 2015 where you put down oh, the good. most incredible last lap yeah. of the race. Like, he animated that entire race. And you... You knew in your heart of hearts it wasn't. Oh, he yeah. wasn't going to hold it off. But like, man, he made you hope and did dream. He, didn't was he? that up Libby Hill that he did that? He, I think he I'm got trying caught to right at the base at Libby. Okay, he got yeah, he got caught at the base. But of he, Libby. it was per, it was perfectly timed. Just in that, yeah, we all knew the American team wasn't strong enough to do anything that yeah. day. But at least he 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 got the he, fans into it. He and, made it to the crowd. He knew <laughs> yeah. that he had to make it to the crowd before he got yeah. caught. To make it count, and he made it. That's pretty much a slow ride podcast attack at every velodrome race we ever did. Like we're never gonna win, but we're gonna attack with five laps to go because we're gonna look good when we get caught with three laps to go. Oh yeah, yeah. Where are the cameras? Yeah, like, and this is a lesson for the four fives out there and everybody else. Like, learn where the good photography spots are. Where are the cameras gonna be? Look at the photos from your race last year. Where were the photographers posted up? Attack off the front before that corner, you know, like that's right off get the those uh, photos. That's right off the I'll Derek Lewis uh, uh, category six racing uh, school. I mean, yeah, great yeah, advice, yeah. absolutely. Like, you will forget results, everyone will forget results eventually, but you will hold on to those pictures forever. And you'll oh, show yeah. them to your kids and be like, Yeah, dude, I totally crushed that race. And you know, you got pulled like two laps later after you went off the back from that silly attack. In fact, but little guy's picture on my cell phone when he calls is that picture of him on the front at the um, the University <laughs> of Minnesota crit when yes. he was on the when he. I'm he, not I think even on was, the front. I'm probably letting no, the gap yeah. open you're, in the you, middle the, of the, the field, but, like, but it you looks were, like you're on the front. I, cro- I cropped. I cropped that picture myself. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Looks great. It was there was a nice little uh, bike length gap you were trying to close. And but you had totally let it open. There may be yeah. 15 guys in front of you. Yeah. Oh, there's totally 15 guys in front of you, but it looks like I'm putting the herd on Dan Swanson. That's right. Yeah. It's classic. Um, yeah. And we'll show that, that to Tom Boone and Tom Boonen when, uh, when he gets a little bit older. We got we to get to the Supreme Lap, but I want to come back to uh, Dan Swanson. We got, we got some Swanson news uh, to oh, get man. to after the break. That's good. I saw him, I saw him at, the, at a race the other day. Oh, hey there, all you hosers. This is Manitoba Mike Vandenham from Canada, and uh, you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast, eh? 
All right, guys, here we are, Premlap. It has been over a week, and we are here once again to tell you that we are supported by our friends at Health IQ. Go to healthiq.com slash slowride to learn more on how to save money in your life insurance. Yeah. Um, Slowride uh, podcast has long been supported by Health IQ. Um, they do special rates for cyclists, for runners, triathletes, uh, vegans, other health conscious people. Um, and you can qualify uh, by scoring elite on a quiz for whichever one of those specific lifestyles uh, fits your uh, uh, niche, I guess. Um, and they're able to do that because they know um, through research uh, they can show that um, you know healthy, active people who do exercise, who ride their bike 50 miles a week, uh, have lower cancer risks, have lower heart rate uh, uh, or heart health risks and lower risks of early death. So um, go to healthiq.com slash slow ride. Take the quiz. Score elite. I did it. You can do it. Um, And, you know, they'll give you a call and let you know um, how much they can save you. And I I think you'll be pleasantly surprised um, because that's what they do every day. Like... You know, well, it's, uh, I mean, again, it's, you know, they, they are going to find you a way to save money because of your, you ride a bike because you're healthy, you're a healthy individual. Check it out. Once again, healthiq.com slash slow ride. We'd like to thank them for their continued support of the podcast. Um, We also want to thank the members and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Go to wideanglepodium.com to learn more about all the other great shows. I do want to put over a show this uh, week that has um, two two episodes in a row from the Kids Don't Follow podcast have been fantastic. It is basically um, Bill from Crosshairs Radio opening up his uh, digital audio player and just playing some tunes that he's listening to. I think it's fantastic. Check it out. The last two episodes, great stuff. He's got the new Wu-Tang album on there that I hadn't even listened to in a while. I know, Spencer, you're more of a Wu-Tang fan than me. But it was a uh, it was a good listen. Highly recommend the uh, kids don't follow uh, podcast. Check it out. Um, you can also mm-hmm. find out more. I know little guy. Uh, it is that time. Uh, real quick, do you have a question for our friends at the bike shop CX show? Yeah, I was I was looking at my rear wheel today, and I th- I thought wheels always had even number of spokes, but <laughs> I don't. So is that a problem? Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm not an expert, but I have a feeling that might be a problem. It, Is a wheel? Uh, I'll just sort of follow up question, just so the guys have more info. Yeah. Is a wheel? Uh, you know, when you spin it. Mm-hmm. Is, is there any lateral movement? I mean, a little bit, but all all wheels have some lateral movement. What, what do you? I mean, like a couple inches. Yeah, is that bad? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. Well, if you got disc brakes, you're totally cool. Uh, that. <laughs> that's true i don't <laughs> and uh so want to thank everybody there and then that leads into oh, oh sorry no i want to uh just quick about uh, uh wide angle podium um uh members uh i don't know if everybody saw the news but we have episode two of the klein corner up on the bonus content so slow ride uh, podcast uh has added more bonus content episode two of the Klein Corner is live. That is a uh, little guy. Fantastic work on the Klein Corner. I absolutely loved it. Um, my uh, my dad was up in uh, uh, Wisconsin over the weekend at a uh, the big mountain bike race. We'll talk about in a second. Found a Klein Corner, and he even hashtagged it, which was amazing really? that he knew how <laughs> nice. to use a hashtag. So there's a Klein Corner coming from the uh, the household that he saw in the wild. Cool. 
So once again, everybody that sees a Klein out there in the wild, hashtag it Klein Corner. That's a that's corner with a C. And then also um, any shop employees. If if you ever get a Klein in the stand, um, please just just tweet us, Instagram us that photo. We'll we'll, we'll share it high and wide on our own uh, social media. We are the Klein yeah. experts, as you know, and sure. uh, <laughs> Klein Corner in the um, members only area of the uh, of the of the the program. There was a original episode of the Klein Corner that, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe uh, maybe we'll see a light of day um, come outside the uh, the paywall to see what people are maybe, missing. Maybe we got to, yeah, we might yeah. have to entice people in after a little while here. And yeah. uh, that one's been up for a year now. People should have seen it. So It's kind of like a Disney thing. It might come out of the vaults for a little while. We'll make some VHSs oh, that's a good of idea. it. And then it'll go back in the vault. Oh, man. <laughs> Until there's when a DVD. Gonna, <laughs> when are you going to see Sword idea. in the Stone again? Uh, I could unpassword protect it and then password protect mm-hmm. it again later. Yep. Back mm. in the vaults by popular All demand. Right. And the um, uh, two other uh, things, jersey and kit related. First off, we did get the Heimar Zubeldia signed jersey. We will be announcing the winner of the Heimar Zubeldia signed jersey, which uh, Spencer is currently holding up, um, from our friends at Trek. Um, in yep. Madison, Wisconsin, and they uh, they will be giving uh, we'll, we'll be selecting the winner. So make sure you uh, listen to that. And secondly, yep. I'm I'm excited about this. We are going to make some custom wide angle podium kits. Uh, we are working yes. on the design. We are partnering with Endura, and these new kits are going to be uh, custom, top notch. You're going to want to take a look at them. Um, we will put a link up on the Instagram all over. You're going to pre order. Um, we'll get some in, but I uh, want to thank. Uh, Endura for partnering with us on the custom side there, and we will get these uh, kits up and running. Yeah, they're sick. We're uh, we got a couple of designs. It's pretty well narrowed down. Just got to kind of uh, do the final tweaks here, but uh, I think you guys are gonna like them. I'm certainly excited about them, and uh, I'm I'm super psyched that the that they're not gonna be like, you know, some kind of like made in wherever kits. Like these are legit. This is what Nairo's wearing, right? Yeah. Like, these are these are legit kits. I mean, this is a top notch kit that you're gonna be able to get. And here's here's my favorite part, Spencer. Yeah. We're totally designing this by committee. Like this this yeah. the committee design of this kit is uh okay, I'm just kidding. This is not a design by committee kit, so it's actually gonna look good. Because there's nothing worse than a team or a club that designs a kit with more than one person involved in like the actual like physical input. Mm. You don't get the thumbs up, yeah. thumbs down. You can get, hey, do you like the direction of this kit? What are some things yeah. that maybe you would change? But at the end of the day, you have one person that has to that gets held to account. So if it's a horrible looking jersey and kit, we can blame Spencer, which yeah. I really yeah. enjoy doing. But I have the feeling that this kit is actually going to look good. So keep an eye out on the wide angle podium exclusive kit. Maybe we'll even start yep. a USA cycling team. Ooh, that could be exciting. That would be very exciting. That'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk to our boy. Uh, we'll talk to our boy uh, Derek Bouchard Hall, or we'll we'll have our people call his people. Maybe he can give us a you know a sweet. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll enter us into the UCI World Championship team time trial. Maybe. Oh yeah. Does he or have maybe that when power? he that would be insane. No, but that was one hell of a segue back into the show. Was it? No, I, was it? Okay, all right, all right. What do you got, Spencer? Outdo me. I was gonna say maybe he will wear that kit when he registers for Fat Bike Nationals in Alaska. Ooh, well, next year. Done. Nice. I, I like your segue much better. Just feel free to just yeah. edit that last one. All right, we will. <laughs> cool. Uh, this is Stephen Hyde with Cannondale Cyclocross World dot com. 
and you are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Yeah? Yeah. All right, and we are back at the show. Whenever we come back, we always like to uh, give a shout-out to those that go on to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Um, Jeb Billiard gave us a five-star review. I haven't read this yet, so who knows what this is going to happen. So Zonder Dank. You crushed it, Jeb. Zonder Dank. Zonder Dank is what he says. Five stars. A tour de force of mediocre has been recapping equipment selection failures <laughs> and scrub zone triumphs. Finally, a podcast wow. focusing on all things cycling and celebrating the challenging the challenges of the working stiff as he strives to follow the stepchild of European sporting events while interjecting maximum snark and under-the-radar jabs indiscriminately. Meanwhile, a thorough expertise of grassroots cyclocross, track, and road racing provides insight even the most formal Frederick can take away knowledge from. Oh, Tech Frederick. note, nice. for actual mechanical knowledge and experience, please check out the Bike Shop CX podcast on the Wide Angle Podium Network. Wait, what? Oh, I see what Who you did there. a plug? In our review, this is not the How first that? time that this has happened. This is yeah, this is the second time. Um, <laughs> yeah, well. Mm. well, I mean, it was it was a it was a five star five star review there until the end. It took a turn. It took a quick laugh there <laughs> yeah. at Albuquerque, yep. and I don't know what happened, but well, we would yeah, like I to. Uh, that. that was good. Like to thank the uh, the reviews. Um, Gentlemen, Worlds is around the corner. We're not going to talk about the trade team time trials because I don't even know who won. Um, oh, dude, it's I, I'm easy. Gonna, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you one sentence about that. Okay, yeah, go it ahead. It's easy. It's super easy. Team Sunweb. Sunweb won the men's and the and the women's. Okay, they won both. Congratulations. They crushed it. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, I saw a tweet to this effect. I can't remember who tweeted it, so uh, apologies. But you can't do. It's the first time it's ever happened, and you can't do that. Unless your men's team supports a women's team. That's true. Well, so, congratulations to Team to Sunweb. Sunweb. Thanks for pointing that out. That's actually a really cool uh, fact that they uh, they did that. So um, BMC Racing, Team Sky, second and third in the men's side. And then Bulls, Dolmans, and Cervella Bigla on the uh, women's side rounding out the podium. Now, little guy, I'm going to read verbatim the notes that you had on our um, Slack um, communication channel. When we were given okay. our notes, I and don't you said, what I said "Hey okay. guys, world's talk predictions, etc. Is it better to be a large nation like BEI or IT and control, <laughs> or be a Sagan or a Kiwakowski and benefit yeah. from others' team work?" So, I did a little bit of uh, Google googling I, it, here on what BEI was, and the best <laughs> I could come up with, little guy, is that would be Brunei. Um, Belgian, come on! Um, it was all well, capital it says letters. BEI and little guy, Brunei could have been a great. Definitely not an L. <laughs> <laughs> Brunei could have been a great uh, country for Dark us horse, to yeah. uh, actually become um, residents of and go yeah. for the uh, national this championship. Is... So, little guy. Um... There's also – there's no way that that says Kiwakowski, but I know what it's supposed well, to yeah, say. I couldn't – I didn't have the time <laughs> to go Google his name that's, so I could fine, figure out how fine. to actually spell it. No, I know. I, I was like, I'll just – the so, closest I can get, and they'll know who I'm talking now, about. Now, little guy, I'm assuming you did not mean Brunei. You actually meant Belgium. And you were saying, yeah. is it better to be a racer for Belgium or Italy and control, or to be a Sagan or Kiwakowski and benefit from the other team's work? Um, I would say that in the World Championships, it's better to actually be on the, the biggest team that can control the front, like a Belgium, where you Wrong. can uh, come to the front, <laughs> or like a uh, uh, the United Kingdom, if you're a sprinter. Uh, Mark Cavendish's level, even though he's not going to be there. Yeah. Um, well, tell me, so. here's why I think you're wrong, Tim. <laughs> the last two world championships, Sagan has won. He's had mm-hmm. two teammates 
one of them is just there and one of them wait which one is just there there's some other guy. Is that the Bodnar guy? No, I guess Bodnar's the other, there. Bodnar's good. It's the there. other Sagan's the only one. He's he's just there. But, he's all right, so you know what I'm saying. They they have three guys, right? Yeah. So that's not a big team. He's one, two. I don't even remember who was before that. Costa was maybe before that. I don't know. How many guys does Portugal get? Probably not more than four. Uh, Kwiatowski had a medium-sized team when he won. but like, I Hey, think, who called? The, who predicted that one, by the way? Uh, you guy. did, you did, you yeah, did. I'm you. just saying that I think, I think there isn't really a disadvantage of having a small team when you have teams like Belgium and Italy who are gonna and, and the Spanish that are gonna control this race. Like, look at the Belgian team. Like, they got like Gilbert, nice and like they've everybody on their team could win a classic or could win this race. So like, they, yeah, I mean, a lot of infighting great. possibilities. Do you want to know who's gonna win? Uh, no, I just or do you want to just conjecture think... about things. Well, because I can tell you who's going to win. Sagan's going to win. No, you're wrong. <sighs> wow. Everyone's and I, wrong and on t- this podcast. I'll tell you why. Because Sagan is ill. That dude, All right. So one that was up, that came up a couple days ago that he got ill when he came back. That's fine. He'll take a couple days off. He'll he was, eat some donuts. He'll hang out in Monaco. He'll be fine. He's ill. It's not going to go well for him. Uh, and I, think that, I think that no one... Well, Peter Sagan's not a guy to fake. He's usually like, "Yeah, I'm gonna try and win," you know. <laughs> but when he says, "When he says I'm sick," then you believe him, right? Yeah, but he's also a guy a that will guy. be like, "I don't feel very good," and then he'll like crush it off the front for 30k. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna like this pick anyway because okay. I'm gonna pick Trenton. There's no way Trenton is not oh. gonna win. It is his year. No, I I agree. I I totally agree. I mean, yeah, four stage wins at the Volta. He can climb. There's not a lot of climbs at this race. It's going to come down to a big finish, probably, possibly. No, I, yeah, I'm with you. Can like we it. just, I mean, skip that stuff and just get to what matters, like the individual time trial? No. <laughs> Boo. Who do you think is going to win the road race, Timmy? <laughs> uh, I'm looking for a start list and I'm having difficulty locating one. So um, <laughs> I'm just going to go out there and say that, uh, oh, I don't know, guys. Um, Daniel Oss. I can't say. Oh, that's a terrible thing. Uh, I'm looking on the start list. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't really care. I mean, I Michael Woods would have been a good pick, but okay, sure. I, I how can you not care? I really <laughs> like the worlds, man. I, I, it's one of my favorite races to watch. I, yeah, they'll, they'll be no worlds. Is I, be I stopped awesome. watching There's the always... worlds when it was in Doha. Well, all right, yeah, everybody did. I don't think anybody watched it last year. I'm just, I just think it's a great race because you always get one or two guys in the top ten who you don't normally think about in a race like this because they're on a team where they usually end up working or they're on like a weak team and they don't get a chance. You know, like it, it really like everyone's cards are on the table. You know, and it's interesting in that I mean, respect. That's true. Uh, I mean, no, who, who do you got, little guy? Like a Trenton? Like- I think Trenton's a solid, like, super maybe? solid pick. Kowski, I think, will be there, but I don't know. It's hard to bet against Sagan, man. What's the what's sick the uh, no course sick. like? It's uh, it's like kind of a classics race. It's got like a sharp, a sharp hill, but it, it's pretty long to the finish after that. So, so can I don't know. So the the big news at the Vuelta, I guess, on the last rest day was that uh, Valverde was there pedaling around oh, with uh, with the movie star guys. So he could be a dark horse for worlds. I mean, he could be. It was <laughs> sounds like he's not riding, but. I mean, so Sagan was going good in Canada. I mean, he won the first day of the, the two Canadian World Tour races, and That's he was a, actually, right there the second day. He was just 
him and Greg were staring at each other too much. Just yeah. So well, Diego Ulysses could be another guy that could be there. Yeah. It's an all Italian affair, I think. I think Ulysses could win. I think uh, Trenton will probably win, and I think Viviani is also a pretty good dark horse for a win. Ah, Viviani, man, I don't know. But they're I, all Italian. Viviani I'm all in on the Italians this year. It felt like a letdown to me on the road. And I know he's leaving Sky, and he's he's you know maybe gonna get his stuff together on the road, but. I think Trenton, though, could come to the line with Sagan and possibly beat him, whereas I don't feel like Diego or Viviani could. I feel like they'd mess it up, but I think Trenton's like, Trenton's wily. All you got to do is have one guy box in Sagan and get him DQ'd. <laughs> I think, too, the, the power of the quick step love train is too powerful that they'll just end up helping yeah. each other, even though I think Trenton's That's leaving true. quick step, so maybe that love's not there anymore, but. I am bringing up the start list, guys. Um, I'm just going to randomly pick someone. Oh, um, there we go. The winner will be Adam Blythe of uh, Great Britain. That's actually not a bad pick. It's a pretty bad pick. He he had some decent results at the Volta. He can sprint. He could probably get over the climbs. It's not the craziest pick that Tim has ever thrown out. He didn't pick somebody from Confidus. That's true. All right. All right so, so we are we are over fifty minutes into this uh, episode, and yeah, we haven't talked loose. about we haven't talked about the World Cup that uh, happened in Iowa City yet today, and yeah. uh, we also haven't talked about the bigger event that happened uh, this weekend, which was the Schwamigan Forty in Wisconsin. So let's let's do the Schwamigan Forty real quick. The reason why it was the most important race that happened today, um, mm-hmm. the the most epic of mountain bike races in the upper Midwest happens every year in Hayward, Wisconsin to Telemark, I believe 40 miles of Mm -hmm. just mountain bike glory. And gentlemen, I think one of these years we need to actually go there and uh, race it. I I agree. So, so (laughs) I think you guys would be sad by my performance. I'm not sure (laughs) if I would do well and make you sad or if I'd do so bad that you'd be sad, but you would be sad. So, This, that is an um, interesting proposition. Here, here, here's the thing. Uh, our buddy, I want to give a quick shout out. 16th place at Schwamigan, Mark Lalonde. Oh, nice. Really? I'm, I'm looking at the results. I just scrolled down there to see that. Congratulations, yeah. Mark Lalonde. 16th place. Who won Classic if Lalonde finish. got 16th, the, man? The winner was Payson McElvin from Durango, Colorado. Beats Brian Matter, oh. who's won it several times. And yeah. former Olympic oh. hopeful Jeff Hall in third place, uh, doing quite well. Uh, Cole House in fifth, and uh, Corey Stellis in fourth. Now, guys, we will talk more about Schwamigan in the future. Yeah, I've never done Schwamigan, so I don't know a lot about it other than it is like the testing stick for like everyone in the Midwest. Like all our Midwest listeners should know what this race is, but people who don't, like it's like 2,000, 2,500 people. Like, line up for this race oh, yeah. and go all at once? And you, it's insane. And you've got to, like, register by mail. I th- you probably still got to send in a check for it. That's what, you know. I, yeah. Like, the only way you know if you get in is if your check clears. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> no, it is, it is the race now, around uh, the upper Midwest. It is everyone talks about all year, like. Did you get in? Yep. Did you get in? You doing it? Like, and it's always this yeah. uh, second weekend, uh, second full weekend of uh, September, I believe. And this was always their weekend before the guys down there in uh, Iowa City sharpened their elbows to get their Cyclocross World <laughs> Cup in. And they pushed it yeah. even forward because the University of Iowa decided to take on the North Texas Mean Green in football. And uh, gentlemen, I'm a little 
it's too early for cyclocross. It's too early for a 90 day, a 90 degree World Cup at arguably the hardest course on the entire circuit. And I have to tell you something. I was like, you know what? I've got NBC Sports Gold. I'm going to come home from Epcot today and I'm going to I'm going to watch it. I'm going to I'm going to go around 12? the world. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go around the world to have some brews, hang out. Uh-huh. Get home. You can't watch the World Cup on NBC Sports Gold on tape delay. You have to watch it live and then they like it's no longer archived on there cuz they don't have that. Oh, really? That right. Yeah. So it wasn't archived. Oh. So I don't even know what happened today. So tell me, was was the crowd good or has it jumped the shark in Iowa City, Iowa? I think the crowd looked good. I I got home just in time to watch the men's race, and well, I got I turned it on just in time to see the end of the first lap. So Vanderpool was already off the front, and then he just kept getting farther and farther off the front. Yeah, he was just on. uh, He was just chilling. He was just on like a ride by himself, just doing interval work on the hill. Basically, and then just doing some skill practice in between. Jeez. Yeah, you didn't miss much. I mean, that pretty much started from when they blew the whistle. Uh, he was just had a gap and was gone. Um, My God. But yeah, watching that race, having done that race, like I don't know, ten times, a dozen times, whatever. Yeah. Um, seeing him go up that hill as fast as he was going up that hill. Yeah. Like my brain could not process how fast he was going up that hill. I felt the I, same way. Yeah. It shouldn't be. Ah. Well, in our defense, if you we always did it there, in winter. It's true. We always did it late November, which is different, and it's harder to get the legs going and whatever. But, like, holy Christ. If you haven't been to Jingle Cross, you have no idea how steep that hill is. It's insane. And, like, the fact that anyone can ride up it is really impressive. Like, when, when it was just a, a, a regional UCI race, there was, like, maybe two guys that could ride up it, you know? Yeah. And then you'd see the World Cup, and literally everyone in the pack rides up it, and you're like, damn, okay, those guys are good. But the speed that he could go up it was insane. Just watch, because, so on that first climb they go up, there's some boards on the the climb, like at the bottom, so you have to kind of bunny hop these little, little like, two-by-four things. And, like, all the guys do it, and they do it pretty smoothly. But Vanderbilt just floated over them he didn't even look like he had to i don't know there's just a way that some people have to like kind of like a labored bunny hop he just sort of like did it so effortlessly that it didn't even look like he lost a quarter of a mile per hour it was yeah very um, impressive how did vout do vout van art he He, had a bad he had a flat he had a flat in the middle uh like lap four or five and ended up about two minutes back finished in the teens now still going on the men's race um you know i I'll try. I'll, I'll I'll track down a, ra- uh, a race video of this. But how, uh, Americans um, uh, home course, uh, top place American. Uh, anyone Was, featuring uh, well? Stephen Hyde in twenty third, I believe. Oh wow! So not not the best performance, or was it just no. he's just not ready yet? I mean, because well, he could be. That's a good focusing World on Cup other things. He yeah. was good over. So I mean, we're we're. Bearing the fact that there's a World Cup today, but there was two days of racing before this, a yeah. C1 and a C2, and Hyde was up there in those. Oh, he was? Just, okay. Yeah, he had he had good results for the whole for for the weekend and stuff. So has Hyde anyway. come out and said anything about like is this a focus for him? Are these U, are these US based World Cups or is he trying to target yeah. later in the year World Cups like in Europe? No, he, he's he's looking at top tens in these. Okay. So, you know, he got tenth last year, I think, at Jingle Cross. So 
I'm sure he was looking at that as a benchmark. Um, and he was up there for the first part of the race, but he faded towards the end. I don't know if the heat got to him or, or what, but, now, you know, Vanderpool was just out of this world. And on the women's side, uh, how uh, I know Katarina Nash won. Did uh, Katie Compton yes. feature at all? She was up there as well. She was actually off the front for a while at the beginning, but she also crashed and um, uh, rung her bell a little bit. Oh, and really? uh, she ended up finishing the race. And uh, the last I saw, Mark Legg had tweeted that uh, she was at medical, like looking at a potential separated shoulder Oof. Uh, concussion syndrome and, protocol kind of thing. And no, that's not good. That's not good at all. Uh, Kate, Katie Antonow or uh, Ellen Noble as well? Katie Antonow was in second, okay. uh, so she did really well. Yeah, uh, Noble finished in eighth place, so she was in the top ten, which is a pretty crushing ride for her first uh, elite uh field you know she's always been in the u23s at those world cups before so yeah that's a, it's pretty rad the future of uh cyclocross is always bright um but it's really bright yeah. on the women's side of things which is exciting. and again she was uh she was hopping the barriers every lap uh, which was rad nice yeah, rad. not 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 the first woman to do it but it's still rad to see because not that many do yeah um so big now, shout outs to her the she didn't eat shit so that's awesome <laughs> well and then uh so good job out there jingle cross it has been great to see that race grow up from such the uh the smaller yeah. race to the world's cup i know we're giving you a little bit of crap for being on the same weekend as schwam again but hopefully we can get this jingle cross uh world's cup Push back a little bit. That's yeah. a that's a tough ask, I think, in the September heat. Um, it'd be I mean, great to we'll see think it further about it. back. When we first, well, you now today you got uh, Vanderpool winning Jingle Cross, and last year he had Wout Vanner winning <laughs> Jingle Cross. And when we first went, we had Doug Swanson winning over, Jingle Cross over Chris Horner. Over Chris Horner. <clears throat> over Chris Horner. Yeah, and Bjorn Sealander, who was I don't know what he got today if he did the World Cup, but he was. He was top 10 on uh, Saturday or top 11 or something on Saturday. Really? That's pretty Fantastic. good. That's, That's great. That's pretty good. Yeah. Former now, uh, U23 national champion and, from the early aughts. And white jersey um, wearer at the Giro d'Italia. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, local so, Wisconsin boy. I'm surprised he wasn't at Schwamigan because I know Doug Swanson was there. Was now that, and, and so was Dan. <laughs> <laughs> we we got to go up to Schwam again. But um, now, not to bury the lead here, but we have a big World Cup next weekend in Waterloo, Wisconsin, on the grounds yes. of Trek um, facilities yes. and world headquarters. Now, you will remember that we broke news here that Jens Voigt is going to be mm-hmm. there to race. Sven Nice will be there to race again, the Legends event. Now, we have yet to hear... Um, we've heard rumors that Alberto Contador is going to be there at this event in the um, in the Legends field. He has yeah, yet to deny um, this rumor, nor have we mm-hmm. gotten any confirmation of this rumor from uh, Trek. But you know they're pulling yeah. out all the stops on this event. They're they're hosting a World Cup, and not only are they hosting, they're pulling out all the stops. They're offering equal prize money for the men and women, which is amazing. Which is amazing. Jingle Cross didn't even do that. I mean, we've got... I, I mean, their CFO must be insane. Yeah. Like, to just give away that much extra money for no real reason. Like, it's awesome. Like, kudos to them. Well, I, I don't know if concerned. they got him drunk and, like, tricked him or what. Like, was it just, like, brought him a stack of documents and was like, oh, we need all these signed, and they just had, like, slipped it in there. We're going to slip our proposal know. in there because it's going to be amazing because uh, you want to talk about press. Yeah. It's going to be the equivalent of a World Cup on your own facility ground, so... Uh, shout out to Trek for this uh, this event. We look forward to watching it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, once again, Trek's also sponsoring a full live stream of, what is it, the DVV 
trophy series over in Belgium as well that they did last year. That. So very yeah, exciting. that was yeah, great. That was awesome. Yeah. So um, good stuff uh, with the U- the U.S. World Cups yeah. and all of that. Um, we'd like to thank uh, Johnny Morin who uh, sent out a question to us. Uh, we just addressed on the uh, the equal payout at the Madison World Cup and given that shout out as well. So uh, very good to see. Um, do you guys have anything else to ask before we uh, wrap it up with one final question that uh, we've kind of been uh, avoiding for the last few weeks? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't have anything else. I mean, there's plenty of stuff we didn't talk about, but we're trying to pack two weeks into one week uh, show here. So I, weeks, I, think, yeah. uh, I think I'm good. Well, this one comes to us from a uh, longtime listener, multi-time question asker, and former Schwamigan Short and fat winner, Jordan Cullen, a local legend of the Minneapolis scene. He says, hello, once again, guys. I I would wish you all well on your respective life accomplishments as of late. But since my last email, there hasn't been another marriage or child amongst you three. So regardless, keep on keeping on. Anyways, on to the question. I've started wearing casual tops while riding over the past few months, specifically tank tops, button downs, football jerseys, and everything in between. I also don a fanny pack to keep all of my ride knickknacks safe and sound. As per usual, I subscribe to the Wave to All Bike Riders way of life, and I have noticed since taking up this attire, many more of the Twin City Nice Ride riders wave, wave to me. Those are the bike share bike uh, riders are waving to them. Interestingly enough, some riders in full kit, i.e. Flanders GP donkey label, won't even <laughs> offer a nod. So I'd like to hear your all take on this. Although it must be known, the few times I have seen Little Guy on the trail, he has waved back. Keep up the good work. Jordan, aren't you on the donkey label team? They don't recognize you <laughs> when, even if you don't have, like, the full kit on and they don't wave? That's That's got to be weird at the next race when they're like, so uh, I would like a lead out. And you're like, you didn't wave at me on the green way. <laughs> Do you think that people aren't waving at him? Because so, I want to know what kind of tank top he's wearing or if it's a basketball so here, jersey. Well, yeah, here's the thing. He's he's taking it upon himself to go deep undercover. Is what's going on. Sounds like this is a sting operation, right? Like this this could actually be entrapment. Like he may want to uh, consult with a, like some legal authorities and make sure uh, he's not, you know, uh, going going against any local municipalities here. But I mean, I I I I think it's a it's a noble endeavor for him to be taken up it, to to really test and, and see it's like an a b test it, you know like quick question though i mean we, we can we'll, we'll talk about this in the future if you saw a guy and let, let me throw some things out here you guys tell me if you would wave at this individual riding a bike right fanny pack yep. and uh from a distance you're like oh is that a minnesota timberwolf wait 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 set, set it up where are we you're on the greenway you're you're heading uh, would, you're heading towards the river to, uh in fact you don't need to you know you're on the bike path you don't need a wave you're, okay. You expect bikes to be there. So, so, so you're okay. You're you're on the river road on the way to the greenway path. In fact, okay. This bike, this individual wasn't on the road. They're coming up from underneath the bridge. Like, looks like they just woke up, and they're in a fa- they got a fanny pack and they got a basketball jersey on. And you look over you- and you're like, oh, is that a Minnesota Timber? Oh wait, is that an Isaiah Ryder Timberwolves jersey? Of course, little guy. You do you wave? Then. Heck oh, yeah, you wave. All right, all right. I was yeah. just checking. All right. What if it's a, a New York Yankees jersey? Nah, then I wouldn't wave. Okay. All right. Just checking. <laughs> I wouldn't. I literally probably wouldn't. What if it like, was a Christian Leitner jersey? Oh, I totally wave. Uh, I don't know. 
I have a Christian Leitner coffee mug. Come on. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> well, that guys, one. that was one heck of an episode. I mean, we we crammed so much stuff in there that I don't even know um, where to begin next week. But I do know that we need to thank all of the people that have listened and tuned in. Thank you for everyone that has also told their friends about us and tweeting about the show at the Slow Ride Pod. You can also Instagram us, the Slow Ride Pod. I'd like to thank BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for his track Tema Du Cannibal for the intro and outro song. And healthiq.com slash slow ride, the wide angle podium sub- supporters. Keep an eye out for the uh, the new jerseys that we're gonna uh, kits we're gonna be making. And always email us your questions if you need advice. The slow ride podcast at gmail.com. Click subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll catch you next week. Until then, don't be that guy on the ride. This is Tim in Orlando. It's Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston, uh, reminding you to always, always, always wave at your fellow spandex wing nerds. You see out on the road, even if they're in a Green Bay Packers jersey like Jordan Cullen. The Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Okay.